0: Hello and welcome to the Research Methods Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Eugene Bogoristov. And today is our next episode. Last week we talked about the formative measurement of a latent construct. I would like to shortly remind you what a latent construct is. It is something we cannot directly measure, but which we assume objectively exists, such as satisfaction or motivation. We can assume there is motivation, but to really understand what the motivation is or how the motivation is, we ask several questions. In the event of formative measurement, and we talked about it during the last episode, we try to find things which really create what you are measuring. For example, if we'd like to test the welfare of some person, like we would need to see how much money this person has on bank account or in the pocket and what kind of real estate this person possesses and so on. This would be the direct measurement. Luckily or unluckily, depends on your point of view, not all the things can be measured directly. Moreover, the direct measurement is very hard to conduct. The reason is, as I told you that you have to measure all the aspects, all the facets of this construct. You have to understand how this construct is formed. We don't have this understanding in many things, and many things are so soft, the soft lightning construct, that the best way to measure them is to measure their reflection, something which appears not before, so before would be formative, the things form something before it appears, but which appear afterwards, which is the reflection of of the event of the fact that something has already occurred. Let's take the motivation. There are, of course, different things which can lead to motivation. But there are also the reflection of motivation. How do you know that somebody is motivated? This person is engaged into activities, this person receives fun from activities, this person would like to do more of such activities, and so on. So these are the reflections, the person is already motivated. And what we observe are the consequences of motivation. The same with the satisfaction. We can see it on the smiles, we can see it in active in actions, we can see it in what people say and how people behave, but it appears due to satisfaction, it appears afterwards. It means that we are measuring not the construct itself, you don't know how to measure motivation with a ruler, but we measure the expression, the reflection of motivation. And Mostly, as most of the things are soft things like motivation, satisfaction, and not everybody knows It depends on theory, what const- what construes, what forms motivation I'm going back to two of the examples I gave you during the last episode The first one was the welfare of a person, the wealth of a person And the second one was the state of being a drunk And let's think about the welfare, it means the person has money, he or she we cannot look into the pocket of the space and most people will not allow us to look at their bank account. But we can see what is the reflection, what is the consequence of the fact that they are rich. For example, they drive a very expensive car, they wear very expensive clothes, they uh, live in the city center or maybe they live in a big villa or something like this. They fly often to different destinations far away from the place of living. Maybe there are some other expressions of the welfare. It means it appeared after and due to welfare and not it led to welfare. So this is the difference between the formative measurements and the reflective measurement. Why the reflective measurement is more preferred. First of all, not everybody will allow you to look into their bank accounts and pockets to see how much money they have in there. So we don't have the opportunity to measure many things directly. If we have it, it's cool, but it's pretty solid. Reflection is easy. We can observe it. We can observe it without even asking the person. You can see what kind of cars people are driving. It's not prohibited. You can do it. The second thing is that all these items are related. And if I don't measure one of those, for example, I have no access to the trips of this person. I cannot see how far this person flew last time. What are the vacation, what is the vacation place? Still, the price of clothes, the price of the car, the other expressions, they will be sufficient. So all these items, they are related. This is the difference to formative factors, which should not be, or don't have to be related. They can, but they didn't have to. In this event, the factors are all related. And if you miss one, it's not a problem. It is important that you just measure many of them. That you measure not only one, but you measure many of them. By the next example, I'll show you or explain you why it is so good that you have more of them. My second example was the state of being a drunk. Maybe you manage to take blood of a person and investigate how much alcohol is in blood. Maybe you have an opportunity to sit in a bar and observe how much beers or podcasts, or wine, this person drank over time, but it's pretty seldom. What you can observe is, for example, how the person behave. Can he or she speak well? Can he or she walk well? Does he or she uh, smells on alcohol? And there are many other expressions, for example, having red eyes and I don't know, behaving in a very stupid manner. So these are the consequences of being a drunk. If you miss one, nothing will happen. So if you cannot see how the person walks, but you can hear how the person talks, or what what is the color of the eyes of this person, or whether the person smells an alcohol. It is important, though, that you have at least three to five of items with which you measure. This is the cutoff value. Actually, the more, the better. But if you have less than three, then the will mostly will not allow you to publish your results and will not believe that you measured what you wanted to measure. I'll give you an example. Let's take, let's assume that we have an opportunity to take only one measure of being a drunk or not being a drunk. And we decide to take the one with the smell on alcohol. Actually, there are many things which smell like alcohol if person after the person has eaten them. For example, the uh, apples, if somebody is hungry and eats apples, then you have the smell of alcohol. If you drink kefir, if you drink buttermilk, it smells like alcohol. If you eat banana, banana also contains alcohol, it will smell like alcohol. So There are many things which will cause this tiny smell. And if we focus on only one item, we may miss, or we may make a wrong estimation. If we take the red eyes, there are many things that can lead to red eyes. If we take the way of walking, the way of talking, there are many things which can have impact on them. Maybe they smoke marijuana. Maybe somebody is just uh, not a drunk, but let's say ill. Would it then mean that the person is drunk? No, it wouldn't. And in this event, as you see, the more items you have, the more precise your measurement will be. And. In contrast to the formative items, these items, the reflective items, they are related because if somebody is a drunk, then both the smell will be, you will smell alcohol. The person will have problem with talking, the problem will have problem with walking and so on. And the more trunk, the more of these problems at once. So they will all be correlated. If I put, let's say, a wrong item, money in your pocket. Maybe in some event it will be correlated, but in many it will not. So if you look at the correlation, this item will not be correlated with the other items. And this is why the reflective measurements are so beloved, why they are preferred, because they are easy to make, they're easy to estimate, and you can develop several of them. And if you throw away some of those which didn't work, throw away some of those which were wrong, then nothing will happen. As long as you have sufficient items, and they all go into the same direction, and they all associated with the consequences of your latent construct, you're in a good way. In the next episode, we're going to talk about what is the difference and why some researchers prefer the reflective, why some researchers prefer the formative measurements, and what is the problem with those if you confuse them. So much so good. Good luck with your research. And bye bye.